Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 715. No, you should take pleasure in following the Lathani. If you fight well, you should take pride in doing a thing well. For the fighting itself, you should feel only duty and sorrow. Only barbarians and madmen take pleasure in combat. Whoever loves the fight itself has left the Lathani behind. On the eleventh day, Tempe showed me how to incorporate my sword into the Ketan. The first thing I learned was how quickly a sword becomes lead-heavy when held at arm's length. With our sparring and the addition of the sword, each cycle took nearly two and a half hours. Still, we kept our schedule every day. Three cycles before noon, three cycles after. Fifteen hours in all. I could feel my body hardening, becoming quick and lean like Tempe's. So we ran, and I learned, and heart drew ever closer. And that's the page and the chapter. Uh, I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I'm Nick. Oh, no, I'm Nick. Uh-oh. There's too many Nicks. So I, I think I alluded in the past to the fact that I, I was playing a lot of... Um, Sekiro colon shadows die twice and this passage here only barbarians and madmen take pleasure in combat whoever loves the fight itself has left the Lathani behind reminds me of a plot point in Sekiro where when you forsake duty and begin to fight only for the love of fight itself you become Shura which is a sort of a, a demon and you begin to gestate uh, a a literal and like transform into a literal demon of hatred. How does the game know if you like the fighting or not? Well, it it's sort of uh, FromSoft does a lot of this where they sort of uh, implicate the player's motivations into the actions of of in game characters. For example, there's the idea of Hollow in Dark Souls, which is when you like you lose your mind and just become a mindless undead and basically become a uh, an NPC like monster. And that happens when you give up and leave the game behind. Uh, they never explicitly say that, but like the implication is clear. And then in, uh, in Sekiro also there is, you know, the idea that you will just like come to enjoy the co- act of combat so much that you are no longer playing for, for the plot or for purpose. And at that point you have become Shura. Well, that sounds unpleasant. Yeah. Well, you know, I love to close read everything. I close read my games too. And boy, howdy, uh, the FromSoft games are ripe for close reading. Anyway, our next uh, our next podcast will be Page of Elden Ring, where we, we play through about a minute of Elden Ring and then talk about it every day. <laughs> we could, but we could also not, which is an idea. <laughs> could we? Could we not? Is that possible? Uh, I mean, this idea is kind of it's a trope of fantasy fiction and i i use that word in the most neutral sense possible it's simply like this is like a recurring genre motif of like a warrior culture who has perfected the martial arts but uh they do it for like a higher purpose than like just like you know being good at kicking people's asses and if you take pleasure in in being you know, the best ass kicker, you're kind of missing the point. I mean, that's also what being a Jedi is, right? Like the 
the Jedi code and like the, you know, the Jedi are warrior monks in, in a real sense, but the point of being a Jedi is not to swing your lightsaber around. In some sense, that's like the last thing you want to do. Uh, the Jedi are extinct. Their fire has gone out of the universe. You, my friend, are all that's left of their religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't understand. Is that a quote from something that I should know? It's, it's a quote from Star Wars, Jordana. Yeah, but which one and where? That's, <laughs> it, there's it's so a quote many. From, it's a quote from Star Wars. Like, That's, A New Hope. It, it's oh. it's Grand Moff Tarkin in Talking their to awesome... Vader. Yeah, it's in the awesome um, conference room. Yeah, which uh, we only ever see like <laughs> once. It's like just for that scene where Vader like oh, jokes yeah. that guy. Okay, fine. Reasonable. Yeah, as much as I like the Vader unleashed in in Empire, I do kind of miss the dynamic between him and Tarkin, where he's sort of like a religious zealot that only Tarkin seems to be able to tamp down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm like that's kind of the vibe in Rogue One too. It's like, oh god, I have to go talk to Vader. I just want to do. I just want to be a bureaucrat, but I have to talk to like the terrifying like warrior, terrifying religious weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're like in in a New Hope. They they don't seem to mind like smack talking Vader and calling him a kook until he chokes them. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he has to he has to remind them like, no, the force is real. I can do it. Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, but but no one seems to be that scared of him until he starts choking people. And even Tarkin is like, Vader, come on. Like, well, I do like the idea that, <laughs> like, it off. like Va- they only bring Vader out. Like, he's mostly sitting in his, like, meditation chamber being angsty until they need Vader to do something. And then he, like, clambers into the armor. So most people in the Empire, like, even, like, the high-up Imperial bureaucrats have never met Vader. I feel like if... if you have met Darth Vader, it means something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, and there is, there's like a moment in the comics where they talk about how Vader is no longer bound by like the bureaucracy. Like a, there's been a, a shift in how Vader is like, is ranked, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, as you may recall, we do a podcast about a book called Name of the Wind and its sequel, The Wise Man's Fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, Star Wars is not part of that. Although, uh, I don't don't think there's enough podcasts where white people talk about Star Wars on. <laughs> we, could, we could maybe get one going. If, if I can bring it back to the page for a minute, we've talked a sort about of a, a minute by minute viewing of Star Wars, a sort of Star oh Wars God. minute, you might Make say. It stop. <laughs> we talked about what is above the, the line break on the page. Uh, but I think what's below the line break is us kind of uh, as Rothfuss often does at the end of a section, he's kind of like pulling back uh, in terms of space and time and letting the next few days kind of pass by in, in a, a, a blur of like, we're practicing, you know, these are the intervals and doing this many intervals a day and I'm getting better. I'm getting harder. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting faster. I'm moving it. I'm working it. Uh, and because, you know, it would be tedious for Rothfuss to show us the blow by blow of this like two week stretch of time where they're just traveling and training. We want to get to the actual excitement of kind of the the judgment that will happen in Herod. Yeah. And before now, I guess Kvothe has been like lean and skinny. You know, he's had he's had some hard living, so he's probably mm-hmm. not like weak, but he's almost exclusively been a thinker. Yeah, until he's now, but he's now not he's going to the levels gym. into fighter. Yeah, this is this is his boot camp. 
exactly he's putting some levels into fighter now and and at the end of this sequence we get to see that put into mm-hmm. uh into action fighter or monk but, do you uh, think i think it's monk personally i'm not gonna get into those details well like under you know because like i thought he was a rogue He's multi-class. Yeah, but he's a multi-class. Oh god! Yeah, he certainly uses bladed weapons, so you know it might be like a prestige class of some well, kind. Well, monks can use certain okay, bladed you guys weapons, are getting especially away from the page again. especially if you're in um, Oriental adventures. Like the, the the list of weapons that are available to monks becomes a lot broader. So if the, if we imagine the Adam swords like butterfly knives or kusorigama, you know, I feel like a lot of options open up to him. Yeah, certainly the Adam swords are. Are of a special make. They're all unique, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I seem to recall. Yeah, no two uh, are quite alike. So perhaps, perhaps. I th- I think it likely that he gets a level or two of fighter before he gets because he only he, he never really levels up a lot as a as an Adam. He sort of gets like general martial prowess out of this. Jordana, do you have anything you want to say on the page? I have my final notes. That aside, I forgot any other other notes that I could possibly have had because we've been on so many tangents. So I, I'm i just good to go with that. If you guys are also good to go with that. You got it. All right. So my final note being that this was the end of a chapter. That chapter was called Barbarians and Madmen, clearly called out on the last page uh, when he says that only barbarians and madmen enjoy fighting. Mm-hmm. And we're reminded throughout the chapter that Quoth is, as far as the Adam are concerned, a barbarian. Because like he says, like, oh, am I getting better? Uh, at speaking and he says well you speak well like for a barbarian a well he said for a child which is better than a barbarian <laughs> yes exactly you speak very well for a barbarian do you think perhaps that quoth is the barbarian and tempe is the madman because as we know he is now a public masturbator as far as the Adam are concerned mm, that's true that's that's something we can't can we can't uh entirely dismiss it's but possible we will entirely dismiss you until tomorrow's page. Oh. And then we'll welcome you back. The wind. Wind.